This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. He barely played college football at a college called Baker College in Baldwin City, Kansas. I have not heard of Baker College. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. I'm getting confused. What game are you calling? I'm calling both games. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Steps back. A three ball for the tie from the top. It is good. Cassidy Beam knocks down the tray and we're tied at 27. Everything happening in the sports world. These diva wide receivers wanted to go to the bathroom. As a defensive lineman, we didn't go to the bathroom. You sat on the bench, did your business, and you got up. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I would take toothpicks and stick them in my eyes. (laughs) I'd rather do that than watch that show. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, and that's saying something after the Kansas City Chiefs picked up a big win yesterday. Mr. Steve Sal. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Do you feel any older today? I feel way older. You are older. I'm now 39. Minus? 14. There you go. But still feel like an old man, especially after yesterday. You know, I can't even remember the 25 when I was 25. 25? What year was that for you? I've uh, been about 1982. Uh, oh, you were rocking on, man. You had the long hair going. Oh, you yeah. were feeling good. Bullpup girls were winning the second of two state basketball championships that year. It was a rocking time for Steve Oh, Sell. yeah. Yeah, 82. So, yeah. so who knows? Maybe 25 will be good. It could be. But 24 was the number yesterday, Steve Sell. 24 to nothing. The Kansas City Chiefs fell behind, and I was watching the game with Somebody that might not have felt very good when it was 24 to nothing. But, but did th- I pronounce it over? I did not pronounce it was over. You pronounced some four-letter words that I can't repeat on the air. But as I told you many times, this is not Trent Green's Kansas City Chiefs. This is not Matt Castle's Kansas City Chiefs. This is not Todd Blackledge. This is not Alex Smith. This is Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs team. And this team was not going to go down like that. And what did we say on Friday? The Kansas City Chiefs cannot afford to lose this game on Sunday. They could not afford to for the sake of the franchise, for the sake of Patrick Mahomes, for the sake of Andy Reid, and for the sake of the the health, mentally, of the people of Kansas City (laughs) and, and the Chiefs' kingdom. And they found a way to do it. And not just do it. Do it in the most improbable fashion I think I've ever seen. We saw it with Kenton Galva in the state championship game a couple months ago. That's right. But this was different. The stakes were different. Kenton Galva was down 36 to nothing and found a way to come back and win the state championship. The Chiefs were down 24 to nothing. The foot was on their throat. Both feet. Both feet were down on the gas and were on their throat. And this Houston Texans team came into their backyard and was ready to run them out of Arrowhead Stadium. And it was so silent in Arrowhead Stadium, but all it took was one play that I thought really cost Houston 
and that was not going for it on fourth down and inches, up 21-0, and settling for a field goal. And when you and I watch games together, Steve, what is a constant theme that I say when teams get down to the goal line? you got to go for touchdowns and not take field goals. You can't take field goals. And when you have the Kansas City Chiefs down, when you've got Patrick Mahomes, you've got his face down on the concrete, you can't kick field goals. You can't be conservative on fourth and inches on the road at Arrowhead Stadium. And Houston was. And Bill O'Brien started to look like Andy Reid. The Chiefs get a big kickoff return. They go down, score a touchdown. And then the next big play of the game. Okay, so you were conservative on fourth down and inches, Houston. Now, let's fake a punt deep in our own territory. And it was Dirty Dan Sorensen that made the play. And we'll listen to all the audio from Mitch Holtis later on on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. But the minute that that did not go Houston's way, it was over. It was over. You give Patrick Mahomes that many lives, and he's going to make you pay. Well, I just felt like it was a matter of the Chiefs just getting out of their own way. Uh, You know, first quarter, they were dropping passes. Uh, They fumbled a punt. They put Tyreek Hill back there. I had no problem with Tyreek Hill back. No. They needed something to happen. They thought maybe, although Nicole Hardman's been a very good punt returner all year. Well, Pro Bowl returner. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill, though, he can break it every time. Uh, Once they settle down, uh, and you look at it, the 24 points were basically, most of them were gift wrap. They really didn't earn. A blown defensive assignment for a touchdown. Right. A blocked punt and a scoop and score for a touchdown. Right. And then you give them the ball on that fumble, short field position, go in and score. And really, before that block punt, you can look at Travis Kelsey on a third down play, dropping a wide open pass. It would have been a first down. The offense moved all day. I thought the uh, defense really, you know, you look at they said, God, they gave up 31 points. But really, the defense played pretty well. Especially after the first quarter. Yeah, after the first quarter. Because, uh, you know, you get up what they did, then you start to relax in the second half. But I thought, really, you know, they had a lot of sacks. Uh, They didn't – Carlos Hyde didn't go crazy on the ground. They did a pretty good job stopping the run. And this was just – it was a a team victory. And it's nice that all the parts are able to contribute. Now, the special teams weren't good early, but then they picked it up. So, really, uh, everybody on the team has a reason to feel good after this one. And when you erase a 24-0 – uh, deficit that are by halftime. By halftime, that kind of uh, exercises some demons, and of course they did go on. And what you and I both like, they kept their foot on the gas. Right, both feet on the gas. Both of them hard down on the gas. Yeah. So uh, you know they were still throwing in the fourth quarter. You and I were thinking they're going to start running the ball. They're going to get predictable. Well, they didn't because it was so easy for Patrick Mahomes to complete passes. They just had to keep passing the ball, and it's going to come to the point. You know, and I'm a big proponent of the running game, but the way Patrick Mahomes can make plays, I have no problem if they throw it every down. I mean, as long as you can, you know, hold up on the pass rush, he could throw it every down because they get plays in chunks. What has been the M.O. of the Kansas City Chiefs franchise in the playoffs? What is What has been the word? It's a five-letter word that starts with C. Does it end in E? Yes. Choke. And what was the word that everybody was thinking down 24 nothing at home after the Ravens had laid the biggest egg you've ever seen the night before at home 
That was the word everybody was saying. Choke artist. They choked again. They booed in the first quarter. They choked it away again. This was their opportunity, the golden opportunity. No Brady in the way. No Lamar Jackson in the way. And they choked it away again. But what have I been saying? This is Andy Reid's year. You have been saying it's This Big is Red. the year for Big Red to finally get that label off his back. To finally get over the hump. And for this Kansas City Chiefs team to finally make it to a Super Bowl after 50 years. And I want to say this too, and I posted it last night. I didn't say much on social media after the win, but I did post this. And we'll talk about the other games in the NFL a little bit later on. Lamar Jackson is going to be the NFL MVP. Correct. And he deserves it. Correct. Now his team did not play very well on Saturday, and they laid an egg. And although his numbers looked good, he was not very good on Saturday. And Lamar Jackson will be the NFL MVP. I have no argument with it. But there is no doubt in the world. There is no doubt in my mind. And there should be no doubt in anybody's mind who the best player is in the NFL, who the most important player is in the NFL. And that's number 15 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because Patrick Mahomes is the biggest difference maker that there is in the NFL. It reminds me a little bit of LeBron James. In the sense of, okay, we can give the MVP to Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin Durant. We can give it to a different guy every year. Everybody knows Giannis the- Antetokounmpo. But you know who the the NBA MVP is, yeah. at least over the last few years. Yeah. Well, it's Michael, LeBron. Michael Jordan could have been MVP 12 times. It's Michael Jordan. It's LeBron. And it's Patrick Mahomes. Because what that guy can do, not only on the field with throwing the ball and and being as good of a player as he is. But did you see him during the game? Did you see the way he handled adversity and how he has handled adversity his whole career? He is down there on the bench, and he is talking. He is saying, guys, come on, believe in yourself. We got this. You can see this. Kept saying one play at a time. And Lamar Jackson's a young guy, and I'm I'm not harping on him, but you didn't see that with him. You didn't see it with Deshaun Watson. You don't see this from guys that are 24 years old. And not just that, they talked about it a lot in the Chiefs radio postgame last night, that Mahomes was showing some extra intensity. And you saw that after big touchdowns, he'd run down the field, and he was trying to inspire these fans to not he give up. He was swelling up, that's for sure. And that's what that guy can do for you. He is the MVP. There is no doubt in my mind that he is the most important player in maybe the history of the Kansas City Chiefs franchise. He's the most important player in the NFL. And that him, plus Andy Reid, it being his year, is the reason that this team is going to win next weekend at home, get the monkey off of their back, and play in Super Bowl number 54 and I feel in the 100th like, year I of the NFL. I feel like if they make it to the Super Bowl, they'll relax. Right. Because, you know, like I, I told you yesterday, I was 12 years old uh, when the last time the Chiefs made the Super Bowl, and I am a very old man. So, I think I was older. minus 25. Yeah, I, I was I was 12, and I'm almost 63 now, so that tells you how long it's been since the Chiefs played in the Super Bowl. And I watch, I remember watching that game. I was I was a little whippersnapper. I was getting all excited. Otis Taylor high-stepping down the sideline for that last touchdown. But Great stuff. What this team can do because of Patrick Mahomes is pretty unbelievable. He gives them a chance no matter what the circumstances are. Was there anybody that really thought down 24 nothing 
this game was over. Yeah, you, some Chiefs fan left the stadium after the first quarter. Well, well, that guy, he just said he needed to leave in order for them to win. Oh. He just couldn't be there. He okay. said it wasn't. He wasn't leaving because he was upset. He just said, "I got to leave, and then they'll win." And I think, but I think if they'd made it twenty-eight zero in the second quarter, I probably would have pronounced it over. But I felt like when they settled for a field goal, the Chiefs were still in the game. But you could tell with the tone of Tony Romo's voice. Couldn't you tell that he never thought it was over? No, he never did. And I thought him and Nance were awesome yesterday. I thought they did a great job. And we'll hear some Mitch Holtis audio. He was pretty pumped up. Oh, I'm sure he was. But there was a level of shock that I heard in all of those guys' voices, similar to the shock that you would have heard with us with the Kenton Galva game. Right. That you just couldn't believe it. Well, it was and, unbelievable. And the common thread in those two games, Kenton Galva and the Chiefs, they both fumbled around at the start, couldn't get out of their own way. And then once they settled down, Canton Galva, remember, once they settled down, they scored, what, how many? 66 unanswered points? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Kansas City scored, like, 51 of the last 58 points in the game. So it's just a matter of them settling down and playing Chiefs football. And remember, the Chiefs scored 51 out of the final 58 game points. They outscored Houston 51-7. they didn't to score seven. the first quarter. They did this without really using Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. Yeah. And really, McCole Hardman in the offense. Right. He had a big kickoff return. But the guy I wanted to talk about is Travis Kelsey, who I think has been the best tight end in the league for five years. And I think is finally starting to get some of that recognition because he dropped the first pass. And you could tell he was upset, and he's had that happen to him a few times. Yeah. This year and the past years. But that dude said... Give me the ball. You could see it in him. He said, well, give me the ball, and, and I, I'm going to make a play. I think one reason he doesn't really get his due, because he does some knucklehead things. You know, he's done But when some, was the last time he did a knucklehead thing? Yeah, he, has, he hasn't really done one this Two year. Two years? Three years? Eh, probably last year at some point. But I, he, they really did a good job of reining him in this year. And maybe it's just him growing up. Maybe he was just a big, you know, silly kid there for the first few years he was there. You know, he'd do some off-the-field things that kind of make you scratch your head. But he's uh, he's pretty good. And he had, uh, nine, what, nine catches, three of them for touchdowns. And he was playing, I think, with a bad hamstring, too. So they were able to, you know, take him out later in the game. The belldozer came in. Belldozer. Caught him a touchdown pass. So. Couldn't beat the bullpups, but he could catch a touchdown pass. That's right. Couldn't beat the bullpups in the playoffs. The New England Patriots radio guy, Scott Zolak. Yeah who I think must have just been very confused and what not to do in a divisional round weekend without the Patriots playing. I think he was very drunk. He had some choice words to say about Travis Kelsey. Yeah, we can't even say them. Uh, he said some crazy things, which I think he'll probably get in some trouble for. But I think he proved him wrong. I think he proved a lot of people wrong. That Kelsey does have that diva tag with him. And I think he proved all of that wrong. What a win for this Chiefs team. Oh, I fantastic. think they've got so much momentum. And even though Derrick Henry is on an unbelievable roll. Ryan Tannehill has not thrown for 200 yards in the team's two playoff wins. Not Total. Yeah, not, not total. in each game. Yeah. Total. Yeah. He had like 72 one game, and did he even go over 100 this week? No. Okay. So when you look at this Tennessee Chiefs matchup, man, do I feel confident. All they've got to do is score. You get to 28 points. What have we said all year? You get to 28 points. And you feel really good. Yeah. Because Tennessee can't score in a hurry. The one thing they have to avoid, though, can't fall behind. And Derrick Henry just can't 
go crazy. I mean, he went crazy uh, against Baltimore. They, he's he's going to get 150. I'll say that right now. He will get at least 150 against the Chiefs. You just can't let him rip off those 40 and 50-yard runs. He had a couple of those against Baltimore. And, boy, you talk about – I hate to use the word choke, but that was just – even their own players said we choked. They did. And they, it was just – Again, they couldn't get out of their own way either. They were – Lamar Jackson was fluttering balls. Um, you know, they just – they were just not good, and their defense was not good at all. Most important thing, the Chiefs didn't. And right. I'll tell you what, if it's Chiefs 49ers, Chiefs Green Bay in a Super Bowl, I feel pretty good I think about it, the Kansas City I, Chiefs. I think Chiefs Green Bay is more likely because it's going to be Super Bowl one redo. In year number 100 of the NFL. That's right. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. We have to talk about the college football playoff championship game tonight, LSU and Clemson. Okay. But before we do that, I want to go through some Mitch Holtis audio. Oh, it's, I'm sure it's great. Because it's too exciting. we got to have our Monday with Mitch. We haven't had one in a while, so we've right. got to get everybody pumped up. All right. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, did you have a chance to listen to the Kansas City Chiefs on 96.7 FM, KBBE, and the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network? I actually didn't. You know, normally I do, but I got engrossed in the game on What did we say about 10 times during the game? I hope we're on the air. Well, that. (laughs) uh, We we did panic once, but we said, I bet Mitch is losing his mind. Oh, yeah, I said, I bet he lost his mind on that one. I would turn the sound off. And turn Mitch on, except the radio's way ahead of the game on TV, it seems like. The the, the uh, photos don't catch up with the sound, so you already know what happens before the play even occurs. So, at least on my TV, it's that way. All right, Steve, let's listen to a little bit of Mitch Holtis. Oh, I'm not going to play the first 24 points for Houston. Okay. But I will start with the Chiefs' first touchdown, Patrick Mahomes, with a perfect pass to Damian Williams to kind of get him back into the game. Middle blitz picked up. Left side throw. Caught. 10-5. Touchdown. Damian Williams. Touchdown. Kansas City on a quick shoot route to the running back for 17 yards and a touchdown. Okay, so there's that excitement. Mm -hmm, Makes it 24-7. Right. And then the fake punt. Ooh. And Mitch was pumped for Dirty Dan Sorensen. 24 to 7, Houston. 8.32 to go, second quarter. That's a fake punt. They fake the right side and it's tackled. Short of the first down. Great play. Dirty Dan Sorensen would not be fooled. A gain of two on third down and four. Dirty Dan makes the big play, stopping the fake punt. And that was the play that really turned the game around. Couldn't you hear it in the fans? Yeah. That the minute that they came up with that stop, it was on. And then. Patrick Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey for the first of three touchdown passes in the first half. Mahomes takes the snap, steps up, being pressured, fires it late, caught, Kelsey dies, 
Touchdown, Kansas City on the near side. The Kansas City Chiefs have scored two touchdowns in a span of two minutes and 49 seconds. And then the play that really got it going. And I want you to listen to how excited and how shocked the voice of the Chiefs gets here here. High returnable type kick pooched up there at the goal line taken by Carter at the 15 veers to the right gets to the 20 balls out picked up by Thompson Thompson 15 to the 10 he's down to the 8 yard line D train's got it he's running on Tulsa time and the Tulsa rookie gets it down inside the Texan 10 yard line game on at Arrowhead I think that's perfect. That was tremendous. He's running on Tulsa time. That was tremendous. Darwin Thompson. That was tremendous. And then finds Travis Kelsey for the second time. Mahomes holding it, holding it. Now fires it late. Kelsey gets into the end zone, turning his left shoulder. Touchdown, Kansas City. 20 points in lightning fashion. His voice is starting to crack. Well, the, the fumble recovery, I heard him get to this new octave okay. in, in a level as high as he could get. I've never heard him get that high. And then the Chiefs take the lead right before halftime. Kelsey trots in motion across the face of Mahomes, who sprints out to the left side. He's holding it. He's going to try to hold it, throws it late. And is it caught in the... It's caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! The Chiefs take the lead! And Kelsey with another catch on a sprint-out run-pass option again! And Kelsey gargling in the sweet nectar of the end zone! <laughs> gargling in the sweet nectar of the end zone! Oh, he, he brought all of them out. He, he was at the top of his game. So I've got one more first touchdown run of the second half. By Damian Williams. Okay. Well, actually, I have two more, but here's the first of two. Mahomes, handoff, Damian Williams pushing in the middle. Touchdown, Kansas City. Five consecutive unanswered touchdowns. Kind of gives you goosebumps. It, it does. And then this is his final big call, and this was Frank Clark's final sack of Deshaun Watson to really seal the deal. It was over by then, yeah. but this one really sealed the deal. And listen to how loud the crowd is on this fourth down play. The Chiefs trail 24 to nothing early in the second. Watson takes the snap. Here comes pressure. And Frank Clark takes him down. And there's a 25-yard line. Frank Clark, Clark the Shark. It's Jaws. One, two, three, and four. A third sack by Frank Clark, and the Chiefs will close it out and get ready to host an AFC championship game. Not bad. No, that's Mitch a great was pack. pumped. Yeah, that's a great package, and that's why he's the best in the business in the NFL. So, Steve, we are bummed that we will not be carrying the Kansas City Chiefs. We are not allowed. And the Tennessee Titans. We are prohibited by that's the right. National Football League. They you hate ever, us. You ever hear that disclaimer where they say, this broadcast is by the sole rights of the National Football League. Cannot and not be duplicated or replicated or whatever, something like and that. And if we do it, they'll kill us. That's I think right. they will They will take Steve the and kill him. The station would be shut down. I think they would take Steve out back and say, we're done with you guys. So we're not allowed to carry it. The Westwood One has the broadcast rights to it. And the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network does not. The Chiefs flagship station, 101 The Fox in Kansas City, they still have the rights. So they will still be broadcasting. If you want to drive to Emporia, I guess you could sit in your car in the parking lot in Emporia yeah, and listen to the game with Mitch. Well, but, is it stream? Would it be streaming, you think? No. It does not stream? No. So you basically have to drive up by Kansas City to hear Mitch. That's pretty much it. Well, 
That's a shame. Well, it's it's, it's a shame. NFL right. Yep, yeah, and it's a shame we don't get them. Wish we okay. did, and then it would be the same for the Super Bowl, too. Yep. But don't you want to hear the audio from Mitch Holthus? Oh, yeah. From a Super Bowl win? Now will He'd we be, be losing will, his mind. Now, will we be able to get audio through the Chiefs network? We'll still get some audio. Okay, so next Monday we'll play more Mitch. Well, audio. hopefully. Hopefully it'll be good stuff. Yeah, hopefully it's good audio. Yeah. But I'm, I'm pulling for Mitch. I want him to be able to call a Super Bowl. He's a friend of the show. Oh, he's a big-time friend of the oh, show. Yeah. He told Steve at the Roundhouse the other day, he said, Steve... I hear you're the most popular man in McPherson. <laughs> and I think Steve said, you bet I am. <laughs> no, he said, you I bet I am, Mitch. I didn't say Mitch is the most popular man in McPherson right now. All right, Steve. Really fun Chiefs game. Maybe yeah. tomorrow on the show we can talk a little bit more about the NFL playoff picture as a right. whole. Maybe where we stand going into the final four teams and Kansas City's second consecutive trip to the AFC Championship game. And the Chiefs game. have been made the overall favorite of the four teams. That's right. So they are, they're, they're, they're in... Unknown territory. They're the betting favorite, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, it depends on if you want to win some big-time money, which maybe you do. I don't bet. Uh, yeah, you do, but don't lie to the people, Steve. <laughs> All right, one more break. When we come back, LSU-Clemson National Championship game tonight. The Tigers are going to win the championship, right. baby. Tigers against the Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah, go G-E-A-U Tigers. At Ogero. Yeah. Hey, don't do Tigers. We're playing down in New Orleans, and I think we got a pretty good chance here driving from Baton Rouge. We only got to go an hour, and I think that we can win I like it. And, and go Tigers. He's a little gravelly, but I like him. LSU, nothing better than a Tiger. All right, we'll take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, it's going to be a party down in the bayou tonight. Down on Bourbon Street, LSU taking on Clemson from the Superdome. Yeah, it's a it's a home game basically for LSU. College football playoff, national championship game. I know that LSU has been a big favorite. They're a five and a half point favorite now. They started off a little higher. What are your thoughts going into tonight? Do you think it's all Joe Burrow, all Ed Ogeron, all Tigers tonight, or? Are you thinking it's maybe Dabo's Tigers that can find a way to well, win? Clemson's playing with a big chip on their shoulder. They had an undefeated season, national championship last year. All they've done is be undefeated again this year. But yet they really have flown under the radar. And, of course, you know, LSU with Joe Burrow, I think he's had, what, at least three touchdown passes in every game this year. I wouldn't be surprised, but is, I don't is, know is that a stat. stat. I think I saw. I think he's had at least three in every game. Um I'm really torn on this game because LSU should win. But, boy, there's just something about Clemson. I just can't get it out of my head. Trevor Lawrence is pretty darn good, too. And, you know, he's got the the best running back in the game in Etienne, Travis Etienne. 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 And I really like him. Uh, I'm not sure about LSU's defense. But you look at what the body of work. I think LSU's beaten something like six top ten teams is in the country this year and LSU should win, 
but I'm, I'm, I know I'm just kind of hedging, but it wouldn't surprise me if Clemson wins. It really wouldn't because Dabo loves to play the underdog card. You know, he's he's it's us against them all the time. He feels no respect. Well, if they win tonight, they'll never have to worry about respect again. I don't know about that. I think people will still down them because of the ACC tag that is that yeah. is next to them. But I think this is the matchup that I wanted to see in the national championship game. You get the nation's number one offense, the Heisman winning quarterback, against Clemson, a really, really good offense, but the number one defense in the country. And we're going to find out really how good Joe Burrow is. And I know that he had maybe the greatest bowl game in the history of Heisman winners, maybe the greatest performance we've ever seen against the Sooners, but... It's the Sooners. It's Oklahoma's defense. Yeah, and they're bad. And we're going to find out what happens when he takes on the number one defense in the country. And I'm an SEC guy. You know me. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Arkansas fan. Yeah. But something is telling me, and I said this before Clemson played Ohio State, something is telling me that this Clemson team is going to find a way tonight. I think for sure they keep it close. I don't think this is an LSU blowout. I wouldn't be shocked to see LSU win. They have one of the best quarterbacks I've seen, but you're right. Trevor Lawrence is right there. I think that Clemson probably has the better coach. Yeah. It's possible. I know Joe Burrow won the Heisman and is really, really, really good, but it's possible that Clemson has the best quarterback too. So something's telling me to take the Clemson Tigers. Something's telling me. Remember what they did to Alabama last year? Dismantled them. They pummeled them. Yeah. They obliterated them. Yeah. They wiped them from the face of the earth. They did. And something tells me Clemson wins tonight. And I wouldn't argue something with you. tells me Clemson wins tonight. I wouldn't argue tonight. with you. I mean, I'm I'm going to pick LSU. I mean, if you if I if I said you held hot coals to my feet and said pick a winner, I'd pick LSU. I just think Burroughs had just a, a year for the ages, and what a way to close it out. I, I think LSU wins. I think there's at least 80 points scored in this game. Really? Yeah. So think, you're taking the over. I'm taking what's the what is 67.5. Oh, they'll shatter that. You think for sure? Yeah. I think there'll be a lot of points. I don't think you'll see a whole lot of defense in this game. Steve, I told you on Saturday that you could have gone to the Kansas State-Texas game down at Austin for $1. You would need $1,008 more to go to the LSU-Clemson game tonight at the okay. Superdome. $1,009. That's the cheapest ticket to get Ooh. into the building. You don't think they're making some money tonight? Man, what a fun atmosphere that would be if LSU wins. Yep. Can you imagine... The party going through Baton Rouge, going through New Orleans French tomorrow quarter, morning. French quarter. The French Quarter would be up all night. Oh, yeah. What a fun time it would be. But if they lose, I think the party will still happen. Yeah. These are two really good schools to be in this game, too. It's always fun when LSU plays. And the crazy thing is, every time they've played a national championship game in New Orleans, since they started playing the championship game, LSU has played in it. 2003. They won, beat OU. 2007, they won, beat Ohio State, I think. Les Miles? Les Miles would have won the 07 one, Saban in 03. Okay. And then they played Alabama in the national championship game and lost. You almost forget Nick Saban was at LSU for a while. That's right. He's so synonymous with Alabama. Here they come. They're there again. The tickets are hot. It's going to be a fun night. I bet the drinks will be flowing. But give me the Clemson Tigers tonight. I'm just glad to see two teams not named Alabama. That's true. Yeah. 
LSU needs this, man. Yeah. They've kind of been little brother for a few years. And remember two years ago, they lost to Troy yeah. at home. Yeah. Fired Les Miles, sent him packing to the great white north of Lawrence yeah. and brought in this crazy Cajun guy named Ed Orgeron. They brought him in and we couldn't understand him. Yeah. But here they are with a chance to go from the bottom to the top. Maybe not as far bottom as KU. Yeah. Or Arkansas. Well, I just, it'll be interesting to see because. And as far as X's and O's, I'm not sure about Ogeron, to be honest with you. I think he's got some good assistance. But, I think, man, I'd run through a brick wall for that I guy. Th- I know, that's just it. He, he knows how to get the guys to play. So, your prediction, LSU tonight. I'm going LSU. Give me Clemson. Go Tigers. You can have them. That's what we can say. All right. All right, Steve. Enjoy your night tonight. Oh, yeah. Go Tigers. Let's just hope for a fun game. I do, too. I, I just want it to be competitive because, really – Last year's wasn't very competitive. Clemson, no. Clemson destroyed Alabama. The year before that, but I really, really fun. I really enjoyed Clemson destroying Alabama. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.